Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. First time in a long time. But back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes. You know me. I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything. BDE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, and of course... Twitch.tv slash Up Next Podcast. Hello, Twitch room. Hello. It's takeover, guys. Oh, takeover season. Yes. Mm. Wednesday nights are for the friends. Friends. That's right. We are your NXT friends. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, it doesn't matter. Whatever day it is, we're your friends. We're here to talk all about NXT. The, the every black day and gold. Of the week. Black and gold. In baby. the blood. Yeah. I can feel it in the, my blood or whatever. Yeah. Claws out for takeover season. We are live on Twitch. We record most of our shows here. Uh, we do NXT every Tuesday night, soon to be, after NXT airs. We'll go live on Twitch and record up next weekly shows. Mm. Wednesday nights, now we get to watch AEW live. This week will be the last time we have to do the no spoilers thing because we'll be exactly. live. Yeah. And you know what? We'll go live on Twitch after AEW, we too. Will. Yeah, Tuesdays, Wednesdays. Yeah, BD Elite, they're live on this very free feed as well. So shout out to everyone who supports us listening to all the different shows. And, of course, the Patreon, because if you know we're, we're, we're watching NXT and talking about it, we're doing What's Next, where we go back and watch all the old NXT. So we've been doing all these crazy things. So many shows out there. It's WrestleMania season. Are, are you feeling in the mood now? Are you, Night are you feeling one. that WrestleMania cheer? I mean, night one for me. I know you you watched the Hall of Fame. We watched Raw, but that was really Raw was terrible. Yeah. Raw, Raw put me to sleep. We did we did a Raw watch along, and then we we did some watching watch alongs for some greatest WrestleMania matches because we're doing greatest best match ever WrestleMania show stealers. So we yeah. just started watching great matches after Raw. Yeah, last year around this time we did 
best match ever, WrestleMania main events and WrestleMania curtain jer- jerkers. So this week coming out on Friday, we're talking all about sort of the best matches in the middle of the show. And on the Twitch, we've done a bunch of those watch longs the last couple of days watching some of these matches. And yeah, as much as Raw sucked, it those matches still hold up, man. Like they're still Yeah, great. some of them yeah. are crazy. Yeah. Uh so we'll be talking all about that on Best Match Ever, WrestleMania Show Stealers. Last year we did uh openers and main events, mm. two separate best match ever. So one day we'll compile all the best ones of each yes. show and have to do a best Absolutely. match ever WrestleMania. So uh, all that stuff. If you joined us for our watch along of take night one of Takeover Stand and Deliver. Thanks for checking out the watch along. We'll be doing night two. We'll also be doing two nights of WrestleMania for the watch alongs as well. And then Sunday night, we'll do a little post show uh, for the Patreon there as well. So yeah, we're going to be on Twitch every night this week in some sort of capacity. Yeah. I know Sino uh, and Hogan are going to be taking over this Friday for WrestleMania Smackdown as it's being billed as three nights of WrestleMania. Wow. So you can join them from 630. I believe they'll be on all night. Um, so, and yeah, yeah. Jo- join us again tomorrow, obviously, for TakeOver and this weekend for Mania. Yeah, and in case you're thinking, we, we still will do BD Elite. We'll do AEW tomorrow, live 1 p.m. Twitch. Uh, record that on this very feed as well. So, so many podcasts from us. But if you are a patron, again, only five bucks US for our Patreon, North American tier, you get access to all those shows we've done in the past, all the best matches ever, all the movie reviews, all the crazy up yours and everything. But you also are invited to our birthday. Yes. Up next, turns three. Yeah, it's our tailgate this Saturday before Mania from 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. We'll be going on Zoom with our patrons. We did this for SummerSlam last year. A lot of fun. We're going to celebrate our third anniversary of podcasting together on this feed up next. Uh, So join us for that. It's going to be a whole day of mania talk and hype and everything it's gonna be a lot of fun we're gonna do things my way it's my way you know i put up a a, a poll yeah which my way is the better my way sinatra or yeah biscuit yeah well mr fred durst won did he it was 50 50 when i last looked when i looked on twitter and my instagram both both were i mean to be fair to be fair your your twitter (laughs) following base is pretty targeted pretty targeted (laughs) to limp biscuit fans yeah uh, and I know that, uh, before we get into it, I know it's takeover, but, uh, BD Elite, I'll, maybe I'll give some more thoughts on Godzilla King Kong, cause I've had some people asking why, when are we gonna talk about it, but it's takeover night, so it is kind of gotta get to the meat tonight. It's, yeah, yeah, it's WrestleMania time, so it, 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 we can't be at these shows, but we can do these like Twitch and podcasts and all that stuff, so, uh, thanks for everyone for listening and supporting us, cause yeah, we can't be hanging out with you in person, and this is how we gotta do things. Via, Twitch. Via Twitch. Podcast. Yeah. So, cool. Uh, yeah. Let's go into some takeover. I think so, are yeah. Are you ready? We are. And just to, to say off the top as well, um, also tomorrow for patrons, we'll be taking calls. So, uh, for all your thoughts on kind of both takeovers combined, we thought we won't do calls tonight, but we can maybe attempt to do some calls tomorrow. But you've still got time. Forum.postwrestling.com if you want to leave any feedback for tonight's show yeah and don't forget next thursday is also up next mania i can't wait the 15th april 15th up next mania if you thought the rumble game we did was crazy wait till you see what we oh, have yes wait till we're trying we, to just outdo wait. ourselves just wait we've already with like just the prep alone we've, <laughs> we've outdone ourselves guys so join in live for the twitch 
uh, there next week, 6 p.m. That's the last plug for right now, I swear. Let's get into some takeover. Let's do it. Stand and deliver. I'm yours. Takeover, stand and deliver. Night one, we do have a pre-show. We saw Tony Storm versus Zoe Stark. Mm. And Zoe Stark beat Tony Storm. Upset win. Yeah, uh, Zoe Stark has... I think this is her first singles win, perhaps. She might have just squashed, like, some enhancement talent. But she's been having a lot of these big matches against, like, top women in the division uh, and just coming up short. This was a big win for Zoe Stark. Um, I think... Do you see Tony just moving up? I kind of feel... I don't see what there's left for her, really, in NXT right now. And I mm-hmm. see her more, maybe, as a, a main roster act. So I think maybe Tony's days are numbered in NXT. You're saying there's no more Tony time. I don't think so. Okay. Not on not on Tuesdays. Ah. I almost said Wednesdays. Ah. But not on Tuesdays. Uh, yeah. Well, it's Wednesday today. So. It is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's also some hype up for Walter, who sits down with Samoa Joe. And here's Godzilla and King Kong sitting mm-hmm. right here in front of us. This is a dream match, I'd say. Like what? Oh, Walter and Joe? Yeah, book yeah. it. Guys, um, if they can do it, if Joe can interview him, he can wrestle him. Both, like he he interviewed everyone tonight in the in the big matches, yeah. and yeah, just the visual of him with Champa as well. I'm going, oh yeah, that's a match I'd like to see, and and Joe Volta. But we didn't catch all of the pre-show, but I thought Joe is excellent in this role. This is the kind of Jr. old school sit down interview, and thought everyone came across really well and did give it a big fight feel these sit-downs. They've done such a better job in making this whole takeover feel like big dream matches than main roster, I would say. Oh, definitely. Just that that prime target with Cole and Kyle and just here, the the, the basic just sit-down interview with Walter and Champa both sounded great. Um, got me more hyped for the match tonight. Yeah, Walter and Champa go really into it. Walter says that he's doing this to prove that he... The, the fans deserve to see good matches like a, a showcase and yeah. that's what he's going to give them uh even though he's healed so i love that msk is also interviewed and they mentioned that they are quote unquote medically cleared mm. uh, there's also they, they're recreationally cleared depending where they are but they're in florida so unfortunately they're not but they are medically cleared oh because they smoke weed it's funny <laughs> hey at least they're it's not on scooters characters smoke okay weed. they're not on they're not on scooters yeah. which is good which is good but i'm we're that that's not probably not too far off. <laughs> i hope they keep that at distance we start off the show stand and deliver uh with this epic guitar solo um it's the the, the nina huge, strauss yeah she's great yeah. she's fantastic uh, i did skip the hall of fame but i am interested i am going to go check out maybe tomorrow when i get some time some of the speeches because i heard ozzy osbourne sent in a video which uh, like uh, you can skip it, it was nothing he's, he's probably just doesn't like, even know where he is he just oh i don't really know why i deserve this but thank <laughs> you it's pretty much what he said shout out ozzy bless osbourne. him all right well maybe i'll skip that he one. seemed well i would say yeah. that well, Nina's going to perform with Poppy tomorrow night. Nice. For night two of TakeOver. So that sounds like it could be good. Uh, but then there's like this thunderstorm here. Oh, yeah. In the Capitol Wrestling Center. Florida is lit. The screens are all crazy. Lightning. And then the big skull on the stage lights up. Yes, a giant skull is the stage here for TakeOver Stand and Deliver. Yeah, I like that they did a bit of a different look here. Obviously, it's still at the CWC. It's still got the look with the, the plexiglass and the, the sort of fencing, but they've added these kind of pirate swords on the stage. Um, the, the LED boards that yeah. have the faces also had like the skull and crossbones in the corners. Um, the skull in the middle just smoking looked great. 
and they added more people as well. So they kind of had a a second level of fans. And I believe from what I heard is these might be ringside or people that ringside for mania were invited for these positions. Yeah, we, we have an up next Facebook group. It's a very elite group, mm. but if you ask to join, we'll let you in if you still use Facebook. And I saw some of our listeners were posting some of the emails they got from WWE basically saying, hey, we might have spots. Want to come? You want to come watch mm. the show? So it looks like there. it's either that or some AEW dark talent that aren't signed to AEW because <laughs> they look, some of them look familiar there. D3, and I'm not talking Mighty Ducks. Uh, so we get this epic intro. The stage is like that long stage. Like it's the one that's at level with the ring, the yeah. shiny black stage here with the giant skull. It's lit. It looks great. I'm, I'm in for like a little addition to the, the Just set. Just anything that makes it feel different from your regular Wednesday NXT. And I think they did that. Yeah, definitely. We have our opening match, which is... The best technical wrestler match. Yes. Whoever wins this can claim this, at least for a little while. Pete Dunne versus Kushida. A dream match, uh, essentially, here. Uh, oh, yeah. Kind of some big dream matches on this show. Um, and we, we went in the, the Twitch chat, and we were talking about Kushida, obviously, who loves Back to the Future. But what if, like, if he was in AEW, do you think Tony Khan would buy him Power of Love for Back to the Future? Would that be, it would be that not, um, not Johnny Be Good? Uh, I think bam, 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 would be Or great. could it be, it, he could be like Mankind, where he enters to, to one mu- piece of music. Like, then his post-match, he has a different, different piece of music. Wow. So Johnny be good after the match and Power of Love. Both are very going good on themes. The way to the, yeah, yeah, great, great themes there. But Kushida going up against Pete Dunne. Kushida loves Back to the Future. Pete Dunne hates fingers. Yes. What's going to happen when these two collide? Well, when the bell rings, it's Pete Dunne who flies at Kushida with this flying arm triangle. They go very technical, as we thought they would. They somehow grapple onto the outside, which then Pete hits him with an X-plex onto the apron. Back in, there's a chop fest. There's then, like, the cartwheel into the kick. There's then the... the like the long run, is it like the Muda run where Kushida just runs? It's the Hiromu spot where he Down runs, the stage. runs all the way to hit him with the, the running drop kick there or whatever, the clothesline. Uh, but then there's Pete Dunn who does the finger breaker. Uh, and then he's, he's going and targeting the fingers and targeting the hand. But Kushida out of nowhere hits the back to the future, which is what he called it. The, I, he, I've not seen him hit it in NXT. I don't think. I, I'm sure he has, but I love this move. It's the small package driver. It looks, Deadly. It's crazy how it's it's a finisher. It's him. It, Seth Rollins used to do it too. Okay. Um, in NXT, I believe, uh, maybe. Um, it's like a small package driver fisherman thing. It's insane. It's great. But Pete Dunne kicks out of it, then targets the elbow of Kushida, does the elbow stomp, which is just a deadly move as well. Kushida comes back with another move. I think is just the most beautiful thing is the Falcon Arrow into the cross arm breaker. Chef's kiss, Kushida, just crazy. But then Pete Dunn's like, hold my beer, and then does a Tiger Driver into a cross arm breaker. Mm. Yes, they're trying to out technical technical wrestling themselves here. Beth Phoenix says this is like a tennis match because it's strictly back and forth. So back and forth. There's then uh, the moonsault from Pete that's blocked with a kick. Uh, then kind of the flux capacitor, the Kaz move. Frankly, yeah, like a kind of sort of Spanish fly kind of thing off the top into the arm breaker, right? Into the yeah, hoverboard. hoverboard. Yeah. So all the back to all the back to the future references oh, yeah. he's nailing here. Uh, they both start targeting each other's limbs and arms, and they just hate limbs here. Uh, Kushida then 
goes after him, but Pete gets gets out of all these submissions. There's then the finger break, the finger stomp, more stomps, and then the bitter end from Pete Dunne, and he pins Kushida. And no Kushida ever amounted to anything in the history of NXT. <laughs> it kind of seems that way, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> He's a slacker. Kushida's a slacker. No, I was actually... I genu- I love Pete Dunne, but I genuinely, genuinely got heated at Kushida just losing here. A great match. Yeah. yeah. I, I was kind of surprised with the outcome because the the way we often see it on takeovers, you have all your title matches and then you normally have one match which is non-title and you kind of look at it as the unofficial uh, number one contenders match. And that's kind of what I took from this match. Um, so yeah, I was surprised to see Kushida lose because Pete Dunne's obviously just had his title opportunity um i really enjoyed the match and i actually quite liked the story of this has been done calling out the locker room and saying i'm the best technical wrestler and throughout the match he he goes for the fingers a couple of times but he's trying to submit kushida by using the the kimura the hoverboard lock he's trying to use kushida's moves against him and it seems like as soon as kushida starts coming back dunn goes fuck that attacks the fingers and goes for the pin right and you feel like it's although he won the match it's like ah but you you kind of were going at it to you wanted to tap him out and you didn't really achieve that uh so you had to go back to your old dirty tricks of snapping fingers and hitting the bitter end uh so i kind of like that element of it i think it worked winning clean from the heel but kind of in a bit of a sneaky way, in my opinion. Yeah, he did it in a sleazy way. Not yeah. really. He didn't do it dirty. No, not, not cheating, yeah, but it was cheat. kind of was like... The, the match seemed to be about, we're going to tap each other out. We're going to see who the best technical wrestler is. And he's working that arm throughout the match. And when it's not working for him, he's not tapping out Kushida. He just goes to his other usual tricks. Yeah. I liked it. I thought it was a really good match. Yeah, I really liked it. I feel like I could watch these guys wrestle all the time. Uh, Kushida is a favorite here in NXT. It's it's unfortunate he kind of doesn't get the, the push because on the pre-show, they kind of mentioned that this is the, like, un, unofficial number Momentum one... Momentum match, yeah. Uh, number one contender match yeah. against Finn or whoever wins after t- tomorrow. But Kushida versus Finn for the title is something I think... It's down the line. Yeah, I'd like to see. I would sure. like to see that. But overall, I really enjoyed these two going at it. And I feel like you could have let them wrestle for an hour. And- yeah, I think they only went 11 minutes, but it, they packed a lot into that 11 minutes. I say I could see them go longer, but I didn't feel, it didn't feel rushed. I would say I thought the pacing of the whole show was excellent. Fitting in takeover worthy matches in this two hour time limit on TV. I thought they did do a good job and this kicked things off well. So Pete Dunn beating him clean. Uh, after the match, Pete Dunne says, Back to the Future 3 sucks. No, he didn't, but he was thinking it. Right. Io Shirai shows up. Raquel also showing them earlier today. Io's hanging out with Stark because she's like, I need a friend because yeah. Raquel's got uh, Dakota. But are you ready for the next match? And I don't even know the name of the match. Can you uh, remind me what uh, the name of, of oh, this is? Uh, oh, it's the, I forget. the number one contender gauntlet eliminator match to determine the number one contender to face Johnny Gargano the for the North American, American Championship, Championship. Yeah, on oh, NXT yeah. TakeOver, Stand and Deliver Night, night two. 2. Right, that's the one. I forgot what it was, and that's the name of it, and that's what it is. If, what is this match, you, 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 you say? Well, it's basically an elimination chamber, but there's no chamber. Yeah. So it's just like they come out and there's 
pinfalls and eliminations, and then the last person wins and faces Johnny tomorrow night for the title. Okay, got it. Good. Well, Leon Ruff starts out, but instantly attacked during his entrance from Isaiah Swerve Scott. Uh, but Ruff tries to come back, and there's there's kicks and stuff. I believe we watched this on the network, which was commercial free, yeah. and it was quite interesting. So the the sound would go whenever it went into commercials and came out of commercials. So we kind of knew what we're seeing that wasn't going to be on TV. I believe this sort of pre-match attack was one of them. So when it came back from commercials, these two were pretty much starting the match in the ring. But I thought they did, throughout the night, interesting stuff during the commercial breaks. It wasn't what we normally see on Pitch from Picture in let's fall to the outside, let's do a headlock. They they tried to do some storytelling for us watching on the network, I, th- I thought, tonight. Yeah, we did a watch along and some people in the chat were like, we're behind you, we're ahead of you, but we didn't get commercials. So that's was cool with me. Mm. You know my gripe with, I hate commercials. Yeah. But if it's a pay-per-view, it shouldn't have commercials. So yeah, we got to watch it. So uh, even with commercials, I think it was fine. They tried to flow the show pretty tight mm. in between it. But again, we watched it with the whole thing. Uh, Ruff tries to fight back after this attack with like flying kicks and stuff. There's a crazy like avalanche Rana from Swerve, which is nuts. Bronson Reed is in next. He comes in and catches Ruff off the top and then just throws him around. There's a bonsai drop on Ruff. There's then a spot where he German suplexes both of these guys. But in next is Cameron Grimes with still that theme song and entrance music, which is fantastic. He then pays Swerve like a lot of money, who then he puts it in his trunks to take out Ruff. So he's like, yeah, all right. So he hits this nasty DVD into the corner and then just takes the money and throws it at him. Like this DVD just took his head off here. In next is Dexter Loomis and he's being scary and spooky and stuff. He's throwing guys around. Uh, <laughs> out of nowhere, Ruff is eliminated. What what this, happened here? Yeah, this was weird. So it was as Dexter was coming out, um, they seemed, I don't know, kind of distracted by his entrance or something. And it was Swerve that seemed to roll up Ruff. Now, I'm not sure if he hit a move, which was missed by the camera during Dexter's uh, entrance, but they didn't replay this at all either, it seems. So, yeah, blink and you miss it. Leon Ruff's out of the match. Yeah, so Ruff's out of this match, but... Dexter Loomis is still in. So uh, everyone's getting suplexed here. There's then they sell it to this big monster stare down. It's Godzilla King Kong, but it's big man Reed, thick boy versus the, the murderer babyface. Yes. Dexter Loomis. Uh, so they start to brawl. They start to go at it. Uh, everyone kind of falls. It kind of got a little weird here. People kind of just walking around, standing around. But then L.A. Knight comes out. He starts cutting a promo, but he's attacked because nobody wants to hear this during the match. There's then this like Samoan drop. Uh, L.A. Knight hits this beautiful tilt-a-whirl power slam on Grimes and then flies up on the top tournament buckle like Kurt Angle with a superplex. And I was like, hey, that's pretty impressive. I would like to see more of that, mm. Mr. Mr. Knight. Uh, there's the silence on Grimes, but L.A. Knight counters this and pins Loomis in this pretty cool pinning... Uh, predicament uh so grimes is uh, sorry yeah it's loomis who's eliminated so everyone i i thought this elimination was great actually yeah. um yeah the the submission counted into the pin and held down i i thought it was pretty cool but grimes gets up hits la knight with this crazy spin out into the side effect one of matt hardy's moves and then reed sentons him and pins la knight he's out of this crazy sequences back and forth now so it's swerve grimes and 
read. Yes. Left. And this is where it kind of picks up here where there's uh, Grimes hitting the collision course, which is like the, the flipping Spanish fly type move on Reed. There's then Swerve who eventually pins Grimes, uh, getting rid of him. But then Swerve does these like crazy, what, like power slams Reed onto the, the, the apron, which looks super painful. Uh, kind yeah, of similar. He catches Reed off the turnbuckle. So Reed is kind of climbing up to do something and Swerve power slams him off onto the edge of the turnbuckle, onto the apron, which always looks nasty, but a guy the weight of, uh, Reed crashing down on this looked painful. Uh, Swerve lays him out for the 450 splash, but Reed kicks out. There's then like the house call kick and crazy, but then these nuts power bomb from Bronson Reed just flattening Swerve here picks him up for this like almost like an air raid crash, almost like the beach break from Orange Cassidy, but like this fucked up Samoan drop thing. One of the it, coolest it moves. It was kind of like the Dead Eye. It was like the Oil Driver. Yeah, yeah, just crazy. Lays. Scott out, goes up top, hits the tsunami splash off the top, and Reed wins the match, is the number one contender to face Johnny tomorrow night. He stood up, he delivered, claws up Bronson Reed. Uh, yeah, it was. it's worth noting as well, after Knight got eliminated, uh, Dexter Loomis put him on the silence on the outside. Put him on the silence. Put him in the silence. So that's obviously, looks like it's going to be a feud coming out of that. Can't wait. Um... The match was a bit weird for me. It did feel... This felt like it should be a ladder match. Um, I didn't want it to be a ladder match. I think we've had enough. I know we're having the ladder match tomorrow. But it felt like, let's throw a bunch of random people together to have a match. And the Gauntlet Eliminator isn't quite as exciting as a as a ladder match, really. And it didn't get going until the final three, I didn't think. I was kind of relieved when Knight and Loomis got eliminated because they weren't matches I'm interested to see. I'd say it really picked up with Reed, Grimes and Swerve at the end. And there was some nice stuff. But I I would say this is on the low side of takeover matches. Yeah, it was just a little messy and unnecessary, which we kind of mentioned in the past few weeks of them setting this up. It's just like maybe just make it – you want everyone involved and give them a takeover spot, mm. and that's cool. That's great. But this could have been the ladder match this week, this whole week. Like this could have been it. Yeah, because personally I think I prefer to see um, Escobar and Devlin in one a on straight-up match. Yeah, yeah. So I think that if you're going to use that gimmick, I think it would have worked better here. But I'm – happy with the pick of reed i wasn't sure if they were going to go with it or not um obviously we're going to get to the main event later but it seems like nxt is striking the iron when it's hot which is great and i actually think he should win the title tomorrow me too uh me too i love bronson reed he's been he's been killing it even before nxt but he got here and he's completely stepped up and become this i i love this guy give him give him the rocket give him the the run here and see what he can do because i really love it johnny's johnny he can do whatever uh he can continue helping austin theory for whatever but reed right now is is definitely someone i've been interested in and he he's definitely interesting and i think he's delivering every time he's given a bigger opportunity um you need freshness in this in this uh brand and i think it's bronson reed who can bring that and they didn't do, they did quick entrances because it was like this multi-man, but mm. his entrance is all like the, the Godzilla thing. We'll get it tomorrow though. Yeah, yeah, we? yeah, yeah. We will, right? Yeah. We'll get a big one. Is he, is he gonna, he's gonna wear the Godzilla? He better. His little cut. The one tall. time we'll let him. Yeah. We'll let him. We're giving him the pass. Maybe his Godzilla can wear another little Godzilla. We'll have King Kong on one side oh, and yeah. King on the other. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, yeah, that, that's pretty funny. Uh, so we'll give him the pass on that, but I'm excited to see that match tomorrow and we'll be talking about it. But our next match. 
some would say the dream match, UK Championship on the line, NXT's title, the champion Walter defending against Tomasa Champa. Walter said he wanted the old Champa to show up for this match, but he says it's been years. He's been broken. He's been beaten. He's his priorities changed. But I I want that old guy back. Well, Champa, the guy who's been showing up on NXT like the 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 next door neighbor in Home Alone. Yeah. <laughs> the haircut there. Yeah. He shows up here tonight. No one will survive because except this guy because he shows up clean shaved head. Bald to the brim, but the beard's still strong. The black heart beard ripped to shreds. Yeah, he's he's waxed as well. No, no chest. Ha- I know this sounds weird things to pick up on, but hey. it was it was a different look for Tommaso Ciampa here. This is the Champa like from this other timeline here because he's got like almost like superhero trunks on here. Super, it's almost Ciampa. Pr- it's almost pre DIY meets. The, the old well, champer. that means it's the psycho killer. Yeah. The Blackheart shows up. Uh, shout out bald heads in wrestling and just bald heads in general. But Champa looks like a star here. He I great. love seeing him show up here. Bald is beautiful. So Walter had been champ for 730 days, and he's not ready to give up this. St- he has to defend it tomorrow night, technically, for that prelude. For prelude? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe. So maybe Champa's going to defend it. I can't tell. Maybe. But Champa versus Walter. And as we thought, there would be chops. There will be chops as there is. Walter's firing them off. They go onto the outside. Walter swings at him with a chop, but Champa rolls out of the way. Walter like chops right through the table. Like right through it. Yeah. I am the table. (laughs) Right through it. Leaves a mark in it. Uh, and then they start to fight. Ch- Champa fires back, but runs into this boot to the like jaw, which just knocks him out there. Great boot. Spit flying. Maybe a missing tooth. Looked great. Uh, there's these clubs from Champa as he comes back with these running clotheslines. He must do, he must do like 20 of them. I think this this is what I mean. I'm pretty sure this was in the commercial break. Was Champa just trying to clothesline Walter over the top rope. Yeah. And each time you think it's it and you go, oh, it's the next one. Oh, oh. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was during the commercials, but actually one of the most entertaining parts of the match. I great. really loved this bit. He keeps trying to knock him over the ropes, but he can't do it. And he hits like, he's got almost maybe 20 of these things oh, yeah. coming at him. And then finally runs into a chop from Walter but he comes up he hits this clothesline and then an air raid crash the psycho killer gets a near fall so then he goes for the fairy tale ending the angel's wings but Walter kicks out Champa's giving everything he can but he runs into some German suplexes clotheslines this is when he decides to look Champa is an American wrestler he has been NXT champ but he's fighting the UK champion mm. so Champa clearly has done his homework on Brit Ress. Yes. Because Champa decides to attack the fingers. Break your fingers. Champa attacks the hand and the fingers of Walter here, even biting them in some of the ways. Great great homework diggers, Champa. He's like, yeah, I'll fight the British way because uh, they, they hate they hate fingers. They hate hands. This is a fact. They're the worst. They're, yeah, Brits hate it. I've, I know this now. Yeah. From wrestling. Is everything is true in wrestling. But Champa knows... This and he's attacking him, but there's then Fujiwara arm armbar where he's bending back the fingers and just attacking him. But Walter ends up headbutting Champa here. They're fighting up on the top rope, an avalanche air raid for a two point nine. 
Champa doesn't know what he can do to beat this guy. There's chops. There's a chop battle back and forth. Walter's chest is red. Oh, it's gross. Yeah, Ch- Champa is is like I know everyone goes Walter and his chops, but Champa is no slouch when it comes to the chop. Oh no, definitely. Uh, there's then Ch- Walter who like catches him with the stomp to the head, and then power bombs Champa, and then picks him up with a second power bomb, the Walter finisher. But Champa kicks out. I am livid here. There's then the sleeper. There's the sleeper suplex from Walter, who then hits him with the one chop. He keep he he kept using his other hand, which is clearly not his dominant hand, but finally comes back with it for one last chop, kind of out of nowhere here. The king of uh, alternate finishers, Walter yeah. pins Champa and retains. Wow, just another great. Walter match here. I mean, I, I love Champa as well, but you look, it's funny because NXT UK gets a lot of criticism, but the NXT UK title might have the average of the best matches, you know, of that lineage, that title's lineage. Pretty much all the title defenses have been pretty great. And this, this was one of them. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I loved the, the selling of the hand. Walter is someone who is kind of underrated as the seller because he's always on the attack. But I think his selling here was brilliant, selling that hand. And eventually, as you said, having to... He's he's laying in these thick chops with the left, trying to protect it. It's my it's good still, arm. The right is the powerful one. And I just love that a finish can come out of nowhere in a Walter match because he can end it with the splash. He can end it with the sleeper. He can end it with the power bomb. He can end it with a lariat, a German suplex. We've seen him end it all these ways. So it makes it makes the near falls exciting because you can kick out of one of his moves that he's finished previous ones with before. Um, Champa bought it. Both guys bought it. I, I thought this was really good. This was nuts. Uh, I, I know a lot of you guys listen to us week by week and then only usually watch some of the stuff we recommend or the takeovers, but this was just brilliant. Uh, again, Walter is something special to me as, as, as a wrestling fan. He mixes the old school with the new school. He does everything right. He must have a say in how he books his own matches because they're, they're always brilliant to me. And Champa showed up like the Champa. Champa should show up at Raw and just fucking take Randy Orton out or something. Like completely become a, st- he looked cut here. He looked like a superstar. Uh, I would love to see rematches of this down the line, but I don't think that's in the cards. It's fun. I, would love to see Walter almost as this just guy who works every brand. Like, not sure. regularly, but just yeah. everyone kind of... You, I, I can't see it happening, but you have people on Raw who are like, hey, I've heard this guy in the UK has held this title for almost 800 days, you know? Like, I want to get have a go at him. And have Walter as this attraction who... He's almost like a Brock Lesnar. Like, he doesn't... It's not like he's working big matches every single week you know mm-hmm. he he comes and goes he feels very special and should be kept that way and i feel he should like if he held this title for a whole nother year i don't think it would be a bad thing oh, it man. just adds to the mystique of this character this was great the final boss yeah he's the kingpin i yeah. know osprey says he's the ki- kingpin but kingpin is fisk and ki- walter reminds me of that guy from spider-man but walter is crazy the chop his his chops are nuts but the the, the whole thing of yeah yeah not, not using the hand and then finally doing it use my strong hand uh and 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 that but then 
Champa lit him up because at the end, Walter stands tall with Imperium. Mm. There's Wolf, there's uh, Bartel, Bartel, Marcel, Marcel, uh, and Fabian Eichner. And then Walter's standing in line with Imperium, but his chest looks like dog Oh, it looked nasty. It's just bloodied up from Champa's chop. So uh, what a match, a banger, as we thought they would put on. But uh, night one of my WrestleMania weekend. And to think, capped. a match ending in a chop. Great. It's, it sounds, but it sounds on paper that sounds ridiculous. How did he pin him? A chop to the throat. But it's it's so believable because the beating throughout the whole match it was great. Loved if this it. guy chopped me or you, we wouldn't be breathing. No, I would need my puffer inhaler, please. That's why you need to get ripped like Champa. You gotta, but he got pinned by a chop. He <laughs> didn't did. do it. He didn't anything. die though. <laughs> he might have. I hope he's okay. But wow, what a match! Great stuff. Uh, so maybe there's Thatcher that faces off against Walter in mm. the near future. Where this was, there was no Thatcher presence. No, here tonight. So uh, that's okay. However, you know who is here? Frankie. Well, sort of. The dog is here. Yes, that's right. Puppies here in NXT, and they have the little vignette for Frankie Monet. Frankie Monet. And it says, see you next Tuesday. Yeah. You know what that... Oh, no. Come on. Family show. It's really not, but... (laughs) (laughs) Bronson Reed is backstage being interviewed, but he's interrupted. He says he's ready for Johnny. Johnny shows up and says, don't you know who I am? I'm the biggest performer in TakeOver history. I'm Johnny freaking TakeOver, and I'm going to hit you with that tomorrow. I'll show you. So this is the biggest match of your career, but... I'm just going to have to prove to everyone like I always do. So Johnny Bronson, tomorrow night, stand and deliver. But let's go to our next match. The tag team title triple threat match, which means the vacated tag titles are on the line in a triple threat match between three tag teams. MSK are here against LDF, which is Legado del Fantasma, which do you know what this means? It's Raul Mendoza's first takeover match. He's been with them five years. Two-time up next enhancement talent of, of the, the year. year. Um, shout out Raul Mendoza. Yeah, uh, shout out Raul Mendoza. I, I'm pretty sure this is his first takeover. This must mean, like, he's been around Santos and stuff. But same with Joaquin Wilde here. So uh, great to see these guys show up here uh, against... The grizzled young veterans. So no, not even a little promo from Zach Gibson here because they're really rushing the show. They're oh, like, yeah. hey, we got to get to the matches. This is a pay-per-view. So uh, this is a triple threat and it's wild just as we thought. Uh, GYV hit the poetry in motion. They must be uh, big fans of the Hardy Boys. I know James Drake is a big fan of Rob Zombie because it's still on his tights. <laughs> Uh, which Rob Zombie's the theme song for tonight, which, uh, like, hey, say what you want about Rob Zombie's new album in 2021, but it kind of fits wrestling. It sounded good with all the videos and stuff. It, that it sounded like a wrestling it, Yeah, video. exactly. Yeah, like, I, straight I up. I can't say it left much impression. It's just rock. It, yeah. It, it left didn't an imp- feel out of price. Yeah. It, James Drake clearly loves it because that's why he's got it. It's supposed to be his own face, but it tell me that's not Rob Zombie's face. You know it is. It's very close. It's, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's then MSK who are throwing kicks and combos and then hit Drake with the stomp like mushroom there from um, Carter. There's then Carter with a crazy dive. Uh, Raul then 
does this insane, like Legato del Fantasma at the same time, step into gear here with these crazy dives, but it starts with Raul, who does a double rope jump into like a 720 corkscrew con hilo onto it everyone. Yeah, Raul's right. like, yeah, my first takeover, here, let me show you what I can do, and does just pulls this one out. Ray Phoenix vibes from Raul Mendoza, looking crazy. Uh, there's then uh, like a double upside down coast to coast drop kick from Legato del Fantasma. You know Shane McMahon was like, oh, you mother. It's going to be harder to do a coast-to-coast in a cage. You say that. If there's one man who'll work out how to do it, shame it, Matt. Well, this spot looked nuts. Like a double drop kick from either side of the ring. Just crazy. Uh, There's like a snap suplex brain buster from Raul. LDF is just running ship here. But Raul gets a near fall with a lion salt. There's then the finally a tag from Carter to Wesley, who then cleans house, does this crazy... Suicide dive. This was insane. This was beautiful because what was the move? He hit a move right before it and just popped up and dove. It was, I think, under the middle rope. It looked beautiful and like kind of arched his yeah, like arched his back as he hit it. It looked so smooth. He looked like a dolphin. Yeah, he did the way his body like moved. I know there's the guy who was in NXT. Uh, now he's in New Japan Strong Style. Who he wore a mask with Brody King. ACH? Okay, yeah. Yeah, he does this similar... To- he calls his the Thunder Dolphin, which is the roller coaster outside the Tokyo Dome. Right. This, Wesley did it, because there's the way he makes it look like a dolphin. And Wesley dives it's, at him. Yeah, like the arch of the back. What the hell? This guy's not human. And then gets back in the ring, and then runs at the other guy with like a swan dive con Hilo onto the outside. Just insane. This guy's nuts. They then, the, the MSK boys, the rascals, hit the hot fire, hot fire flame. Flame hot fire. The shoot, standing shooting star pushed. Crazy. Looks yep. nuts. Uh, and if that's not enough, Wesley does the AJ Styles, uh, like, lion salt, moon salt into the DDT, but double at the same time. Insane. Uh, but then he's attacked by... Zach Gibson, who starts attacking the hand again. He's British, so he hates hands. A lot of hand attacking yeah. tonight. Uh, there's then the like the Shankly Gates that tries to get applied, but it's out of it. There's then double submissions where it's like DIY, where MSK are like grabbing each other's hands, like no, don't tap, don't tap. Uh, but then Legato del Fantasma come back and gain control. There's like flying double a team with flying splashes, Death Valley drivers, the side Russian leg sweep, Gom and Guri for like a 2.9. I know you thought that was the finish, but they kicked out. There's then a doomsday device from Grizzled Young Vets off the stage, taking out Legato del Fantasma. Uh, sorry, taking out um, Wild, I think, because while they're taking out Wild on one side, Nash and Wesley hit a burning hammer stomp combo. Yeah. On Raul Mendoza on the outside, which means Legato del Fantasma have been taken out of this match. Yeah, MSK, this looked yeah. nuts. So it was, I think, Wesley jumping off the top onto the stomach of Gibson, I think it was who took this, before it being turned into a burning hammer on the floor. Looked crazy. Yeah, no, it, it was a burning hammer. Uh, John Cena would be mad if he saw this. Yes. <laughs> <Enough of the laughs> story. No, this was nuts. Uh, if Kobashi was watching, he was like, hey, that looked lit. So they... They do this face-off, literally, where it's GYV and MSK. The story, of course, where they attacked MSK and they they got their attack back. But it's a hockey fight. They're duking it out back and forth. Uh, they think they got rid of Wesley, but Nash takes the, the advantage by doing this, like, springboard flying arm drag, but into a flying double cutter, which then they set up Gibson for the blockbuster-spinebuster combo, like the heart attack here. And MSK pick up the win... 
to win the NXT Tag Team Champions. Those boys are some rascals. Wow. Um, This match didn't disappoint at all. I think MSK just really stepped up, reinvigorated this whole division. Um, I'd say Grizzled Young Vets as well. They've really... They both come along at the right time because this division got really stale. MSK looked great. Wes Lee with the awesome hot tag of the whole match. I thought he looked awesome. Everyone just played their part so well in this match. Um, And again, kind of striking the iron when it's hot with MSK. Let's not kind of like be around the bush and kind of have them on the chase forever and ever. Let's just strike it and have all these fresh new kind of champions winners at this takeover with Bronson with MSK I think it was the right choice yeah uh this was this was so much fun I thought all three teams did the right part even Legato del Fantasma they did some crazy stuff in this match uh and then got taken out I love the finish the setup with the two teams brawling uh everything was kind of perfect really all all three teams were fantastic but i'm happy to see msk they were super hot when they came in yeah and they've proved they keep proving uh so i'm i'm super stoked for these two guys uh the honestly like the sky's the limit for msk if these yeah. guys continue this way i still can't get over how he arched that suicide tope thing how do you do that that's insane uh crazy stuff uh almost as crazy as stephanie mcmahon in the crowd here oh, with yeah. nxt's newest signing saray yeah, they're doing the the front row spot. Yeah, although they'd already announced she was signed. Right, she's been signed forever, hadn't she? A l- yeah, she's a little. while. Yeah, yeah. So uh, but was, it's cool. Yeah, uh, they were they weren't with uh, Bea Priestley. No, 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 no. no. Right, just check. <laughs> we go to our main event of the evening. That's why Saray is there, and that's why Steph is here. Feels like we're going by, but this is how I like my wrestling shows. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, this review is kind of going really quick, but. There was no fat. There, there couldn't be. There yeah. was no stupid skits or anything. It was just five matches because we got to get this shit in the time, you know? Yeah, no, uh, I liked it. I, I see Fire Frank is like, hey, the front row spot is back. Yeah, it's true. Look, the Steph Saray thing. It's yes. like, we're the finally like, showing. Yeah. New it imp- felt like a takeover. Yeah, yeah, it did. It really did. Uh, it helped that there was, you know, say what you will about like people like you have seen you will about rob zombie no. <laughs> <laughs> say what you will about rob zombie but don't dare shit on trent Reznor is what i say but uh no um i i like seeing people in the crowd it definitely helped i think show. It, it made the piped in noise sound more natural as well because you had more actual crowd noise mixed in with it yeah. so it didn't sound as jarring uh, i th- i thought it was good the the crowd tonight well let's go to our main event and that is the nxt women's title on the line the challenger raquel gonzalez going up against the champion io shirai uh these two had some great video here both basically talking uh, raquel says io shirai is loca which uh, i love mm. uh, and io shirai says kind of reiterates that you can't kill me i picked you i know i've saw i've seen what you can do and i need to prove that i'm the baddest which has been io's mo in this whole reign is the baddest bitch on the block yeah. here in nxt and raquel's well kind of was dethroning her especially since that pin and i know it's been quite a while, but they did a better, a, a great job of kind of building up this match. I, I honestly think Raquel Gonzalez is one of the best built-up people in WWE for years. The way they've done it, and they they could have gone straight to the EO match after War Games, but 
they built her up even more. You had the the tag run. You had uh, the Rhea matches. Uh, I think they've done such a good job. And this felt like a big fight. This felt like two of the most dom- the the two most dominant women in the whole division facing off for the first time. Uh, I thought they did this build really well. Yeah, Raquel is the the video basically is like she's changed so much from when she showed up here in WWE, whether it be the May Young Classic and stuff. Mm. No more chaps. No more she's chaps. Not sh- I thought she made. We we did not like Raquel Gonzalez. No. when we first saw her, we and were not a fan. The evolution, what she's gone through, it is completely worked. She's, she's become a yeah. superstar, and you know how I feel about Io Shirai, male, female, it doesn't matter. Io Shirai is the greatest to me, and this is essentially a dream match for the past oh, year, yeah. building up to this, which is great. And you know, Raquel Gonzalez is the heel. Because she's wearing dark lipstick. Mm. You know she's the baddie who comes out with Dakota Kai. But Io Shirai comes out with some great gear as well. Uh, almost like Poison Ivy Uma Therma vibes with the like colored hair and the, the green outfit. Looks yeah, look great. Super, super great. Uh, and it, I, I forgot to mention that uh, we, we did have a return here earlier in a match. Uh, referee Drake. Yeah, being away for a few weeks seems to be back. Yeah. But uh, he was not the main event ref. It was uh, uh, the zombie ref. I started that uh, Q documentary on Crave. Yeah, it was Drake in it. A load of old bollocks, isn't it? <laughs> Bunch of knuckleheads. Yeah. <laughs> we go to Raquel versus EO. Women's title on the line. Early on, Raquel gains control with a boot to the face. Uh, but then EO hits this Rana while jumping off the top rope. There's then EO with a flying Tope Suicida there. Kai tries to get involved, but this ref ain't having that. So you know what, Dakota Kai? You are out of here. Get out of here. Love it. Uh, EO comes back. Um, there's then like a backwards heel kick off the apron. And then a beautiful Asai moonsault to the outside. EO is the master of the moonsault. There's then this insane move in the ring when Raquel... Goes to powerbomb Io, who counters that, but then Raquel counters that by double flipping Io in midair to hit like almost like the Orange Crush move. Uh, Sami Zayn used to do it a lot in like his indie days, El Generico, but uh, flipping Io inside and landing her flat down for a near fall, which was nuts. There's then an alley oop, like Big Show used to do. Mm. Shout out the Vape Master into the ropes like a stun gun, and then locks in the gory special. Uh, shout out Texas and the Guerrero family, but. Uh, Raquel just bending EO here with this crazy looking submission hold. Uh, eventually, EO gets out of it. Uh, Raquel goes for another powerbomb, but in midair gets countered from EO into a dragon Rana and then into a standing stomp for a near fall. This was incredible. What the hell? EO is yeah. just insane. If that's not enough, she hits a 619, which connects, and then a springboard drop kick, and then a code red. But again, Raquel kicks out. She can't. Beat her with every move. Raquel keeps kicking out. So she goes for the submission game. Crossface. Uh, Raquel eventually gets out of it with her her hands grabbing the ropes. They, her feet were there, but they did a great job of basically so, making it look completely like it wasn't. And yeah. they got out of that. So hats off to them. They they understand understand where the cameras are. Uh, it continues. They get back to their feet. And then Io sends Raquel outside. And it's, again, another moonsault. But Io Shirai hitting, like, the Orihara moonsault, like, off the, the, the post to the outside, to the stage where Raquel was standing. And then does this running, almost like we mentioned the Great Muda or Hiromu doing the running spot. But the running bullet train knees to the face of Raquel, which then takes her out. 
But then the camera focuses on Raquel selling these knees to the face, and we all forget about EO for a few seconds. Then the camera kind of pans out, and we mention this giant skull that was the set here. Well, Io Shirai is now on top of it. Yes, I'm thinking, I'm getting Smackdown giant fist vibes oh, yeah, here. Oh yeah, 100%. But, but it's Io who's on top of this thing. And yes, the genius of the sky does a flying cross body off the top of this skull, flying in the air, landing on Raquel Gonzalez. They say it's over 20 feet tall. I totally believe that. It was super high up there. Wow, her knees bang off the metal grating. Just landing on the metal grating. Oh. Normally when we see these stunts, it's it's like into tables or kind of something to soften your fall or more bodies. But yeah. this was just on Raquel. Uh, looked a nasty landing, but looked, looked great. Holy, this visual is insane. Yeah, they'll this, re- replay this a lot. This will be replayed forever. Mm. This was crazy. Io Shirai with this flying crossbody off the top of the skull. That's got to be 20 feet in the air. Just... Just crazy. What a visual. Io Shirai gets me high. She grabs Raquel, barely gets to her feet, throws Raquel into the ring, and goes for her moonsault, nails Raquel with it. One, two, Raquel kicks out. Io Shirai getting a little frantic here, doesn't know what to do. They start to brawl. They get on the outside again, but it's Raquel who I believe hits a tornado bomb on on Io. On the floor. Like onto the floor here, drags Io into the ring. Hits her with this huge lariat, which flips Shirai inside out. She then picks her up for the Texas Tornado Bomb yet again, flattening the champ. And Raquel pins Shirai. The final one as well seemed to have a little bit more mustard on it, you know? She got her so high and held her in the air for quite a long time before delivering it. Um, it, This was great. This this lived up to the hype for me. Um, I... I think this was the right move. Uh, I can't see anyone else being this hot. And it's, we all love your epic reigns and it's always a shame when they come to the end. I take this over Asuka who just handed hers back, you know, handed her title back because she was undefeated. You need someone to win. And I think Raquel's the right choice here. Love EO. I thought she was great in this. Uh, Yeah, I really enjoyed this match. Look, you know, I love EO. So, you know, I cry. Mm-hmm. The rain, pour a little out for that epic title reign. Dare I say the greatest reign in NXT women's title history. Uh, honestly, the match quality, ma- like mm. delivering each match that she's been in since being champ. Uh, yeah, what a reign. But Raquel, it was the right time for Absolutely, this. Absolutely, yeah. And this match lived up to the height. I fucking loved Champa versus Thatcher, but I honestly think I got more invested into this match. I think this may, I, I love both of those matches, but I think I like this match even more. Raquel and Io, definitely, these women brought it. Uh, love, 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 love this. Uh, this was nuts, but I'm so sad that Io lost. Does this mean she's going to Raw? Well, it's interesting Please, you no. say that. I, I looked at uh, Sean Ross Sapp's Twitter of Fightful, and yeah. Triple H is doing the usual post-press uh, conference. Yeah. And uh, he said, um, sorry, HBK, actually, who was yeah. on the press conference as well, said, NXT has the deepest, best women's division in the world. I don't see why Io would go anywhere else. Okay, so well, good. I don't know. Sounds like from then, she's sticking around. Um but yeah, they're saying it was right place, right time for Raquel uh, winning the title, ending the reign. Uh, but yeah, uh, I guess she she might be sticking around. But this was this was great, uh, right time to do it. This whole show, I thought they did a really good job. I was quite worried when I saw the amount of matches they had planned. 
and it finished before 10 past. They obviously had that overrun. I think it finished around 5 past 10, something like that. So they got this show in really well. Mm. I think if I was watching it on Sportsnet, I would have been annoyed by commercials here and there. But watching on the network was great today. Yeah, it flowed really quickly. They were trying to get through things and they clearly were timing their commercial breaks. I would be pissed if I did have to. I wouldn't. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I would be really mad. But overall, I really like this. I love this epic main event of Raquel and Io Shirai. Honestly, uh, those, I, I liked every match. The, the only down part was that gauntlet where it's kind of a little messy in the beginning, but the rest of the match really picked up. Like Pete Dunne and Kushida was a banger. The, the tag match was a banger. Champa Walter was some people might pick for match of the year down the line, but honestly, the main event was so epic. I cannot get over that dive from Io Shirai. She's done it off a cage. She's done it off other stuff, but the visuals just always look crazy. The one off the house was really funny. It looked like Lady Gaga jumping mm. off the thing at the Super Bowl a few years ago. But yeah, he did. Yeah, but this is like this woman's jumping off this giant skull. Oh yeah, this is what I did, and here comes the pain on that SmackDown <laughs> fist, and she did it. I bet we'll see the fist one day in one of these NXT sets. We fucking better. We probably will. Yeah, I I I thought this was genuinely a great show. Uh, head to toe. And and you know why they called it Stand and Deliver? Because that's what TakeOver does. It does Stand and Deliver. Now, this is a TakeOver. It was on the TV time slot. It's on the Wednesday night. It's yeah. still in the CWC. Uh, did this feel to you like a TakeOver or did it feel just like another, like a Halloween Havoc or a one of them? Yeah, uh, you could say that it, it I know. Did. I know it's so hard to say because we're obviously not having a proper crowd and it doesn't have that feel. Yeah. And I think that's where TakeOver's always felt special because it was that one night of the of the year where you move out of the full sail into right. an arena. Right. But did you did you get those TakeOver vibes today? Uh, I definitely I definitely did. Like Pete Dunne and Kushida, you could say that felt like a normal like TV kind of thing. Mm. But them adding the crowd and the little changes to the set definitely helped yeah. to it. Yeah, it definitely... There was definitely... It, it didn't when that gauntlet was on. Yeah. I, I mean, I kind of feel... I liked all the matches got enough time. I didn't feel robbed of time from matches. But maybe a little bit more, you know, bigger entrances or stuff like that. Yeah. If you trim That's tomorrow. If, yeah, I guess it is. But I'd say if you were to get rid of that gauntlet match, you'd have a bit more time to build some stuff around the other matches. But overall, I think they did a great job for a, for a TV takeover. I think next to tomorrow might step it up a little bit more. Yeah, I think this is the best episode on USA. Best yeah. episode of if this is counting as a Wednesday night episode of NXT, one hundred percent. But it's, it was a takeover, one hundred percent. What was your match of the night? Huh. Um, I'm torn between three actually: Champa Walter, the tag, and the main. I think maybe Champa Walter. Yeah, dude, this is a fucking banger. Yeah. I I love that match. I, that's definitely one I'm gonna have to rewatch a few times this year, just because it's it's sick. It's just two guys slapping the shit out of each other. But uh, I really thought EO and Raquel delivered there. Uh, fantastic show. And I can't wait to see some of the stuff tomorrow night that they do. Uh, that's what we thought. But I see that we have a feedback thread for NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver Night 1. Forum.postwrestling.com is where we post up every 
well, I guess going forward Tuesday nights mm. for NXT. And we'll read your questions and comments here on the show. I'll start off by an angry pirate who was just gifting subs away oh, like thank nothing. thank you very much. Yeah. He was like Subway earlier tonight on the Twitch, gifting them subs. He says, it had its ups and downs, but overall a great show. Breaking it up into two nights definitely got some people on the card that may have been left off. But that's the point, I would guess. Looking forward to O'Reilly and Cole tomorrow night. Mm. I also put a poll up on the on the forum, and you guys voted NXT Takeover Stand and Deliver Night One a seven a seven point zero seven out of ten. So pretty good rating there. We go to Mystery, who says hiya. Not too thrilled about Raquel winning the title, mainly because of how damn problematic she is as a human being outside of WWE wrestler support. Raquel is getting torn to shreds right now. Oh, I don't know anything oh, about Oh, I'm sorry. That. I don't know. Uh, but whatever. The match itself was pretty underwhelming, and it felt like EO had to do the lion's share of the effort, and the finish fell flat. Now I'm curious to see if Raquel actually gets long reign, or if they pull the plug fairly early on because her match booking, if tonight is any indication, isn't sustainable for the health of the division. Rest of the show was awesome, though. Although I am utterly terrified of EO getting to the main roster because I know she's going to be mishandled. And I don't believe Triple H when he says she is going to stick around. (laughs) He said the same thing about many other stars just for them to show up on the main roster later on. I would say, as dominant as Raquel has been, she doesn't seem like an undefeatable monster either. I think in her matches she's been showing enough vulnerability that I could buy any woman in NXT beating her. She's just on a, a hot streak mm-hmm. right now. It's not like she's a demon that can't be beaten or anything, <laughs> you know? She's... Well, yeah. She's I, just, like, really good at wrestling right now. <laughs> like, clearly, Mystery didn't think so. Yeah. Mystery didn't like that match. We go to Crooked Letter 9, who says, Pete Dunne and Kushida was a clinic, and it felt like a chess game of submissions. The gauntlet was fun, and I'm relieved that Loomis didn't win, because I feel like his silent killer shtick isn't suited for a title run. The home stretch with Swerve Reed and Grimes was dope, and it's good to see Swerve take, take, make it to the final two. Walter and Champa brought the violence and then some. The story they told after the table spot was clever, and Champa looked the best he's looked in a while. It was the match of the night. MSK, Grizzled Young Vets, and Legato Del Fantasma was balls out chaotic three-way. MSK, GOIV will be the main tag team feud for the next few months. The women's division has undergone a changing of the guard as Raquel has reached the top. I like that there was no... Uh, ch- ch- I can't even... I don't even know what that word is. Uh, sh- <laughs> chicanery? Chicanery. Maybe shenan- There was no chicanery. Did he mean shenanigans? I think shenanigans, maybe. Yeah. maybe. There's I no chicanery either. There's no chicanery. Chicanery. I wish there was. He continues, what else needs to be said about Io Shirai that hasn't been said? She's one of the very best in the game. The old man, if the old man ruins her, I'll throw hands. I'm all set to do it again tomorrow. Hey, thank you. Uh, and he, and he, he brings up some points about, uh, MSK and GYV obviously going to be feuding for the mm. next little while. I could see the titles flipping as well. Um, but yeah, no charcuterie. Chicanery, noun, the use of trickery to achieve a political, financial, or legal purpose. Hey, chicanery. Well, you learn Shout out things chicanery. doing a wrestling You learn podcast. things listening to podcasts, too. We go to B from NY. As weary as I am at fans being at any event for a bit longer, man, was it nice to have an atmosphere again. Really is getting me excited for how it's going to sound at Mania. As for NXT, what can you say? TakeOver remains undefeated, as it's going for two wins in one tomorrow. Every match lived up to to or exceeded expectations. And the one thing I was afraid of, a Loomis win, didn't happen. So tomorrow's card should be equally good. 
Walter Champa was my match of the night. Boy, did Champa need that one. But that was every bit the Champa we have loved in his time at NXT. And hopefully he has some momentum coming off of this. Do you guys think Walter is sticking around? NXT UK can't afford to lose him. But there's just so many fun matches he can have staying stateside for now. Like, I feel Walter is someone... You've got, what, four or five takeovers a year? You can have him go back to the UK for a bit. He can come back for SummerSlam weekend, mm-hmm. do something then. Yeah. Come back Survivor Series weekend, do something then. Um, as long as the traveling is easy enough right now with everything going on, I think you keep him in UK and just bring him over for big NXT events. That's how it was. That's how he won the title. Yeah. We'll always have New York. Nick from Boston, first time commenting on the NXT feedback thread. Oh, hello, First time, no time. First time, long time. First time, no time. First time, no time. Yeah, Yeah. just first time being a first time. Yeah, the diversity of in-ring styles in NXT has its was at its disposal was on full display. Dunn versus Kushida was the perfect opener. Although I do wonder when Kushida will finally be in a position to pick up that big NXT win. Walter Champa was the war that we all wanted with some truly unique elements. I'll never forget that chop slicing through the announce table like an axe. And Tomasa brought some baby face fire that we haven't seen from him in quite some time. The highlight for me was the triple threat tag. I had no idea who the legal man was at any point, and I never cared. Every team he got there diverse moment to shine and it felt like msk's moment to pick up those belts excited for night two i would say what i like about that kind of match i way prefer the triple threat than you can tag either partner i've always found that stupid and the fact it's no dq it means it doesn't matter who the legal man is as long as the right person is going for the pin it means you can do those the whole match breaks down thing uh, which often happens a lot in tag wrestling these days. And I go, come on, you've got to tag each other. But it's no DQ. So yeah. Who cares? Yeah. We go to Charbel, the chosen one. All right. Good Charbel. Good Charbel. <laughs> this show reminds me why NXT is my favorite thing in wrestling. This is night one. Seriously, let's fucking go. Every time Pete Dunne is on my TV, I remember all the fantastic matches he had in WWE. And I can believe how good he is. I hope this guy goes far and no birds come flying out of his intro. Mm. Question, how can we wake up tomorrow in a world without EO as champ? Well, I'll tell you how. You wake up to join us for BD Elite at 1pm Eastern Time, <laughs> live on Twitch, Charbel. Charbel, I'm going to be drinking my sorrows tonight. For t- you know I love EO. Uh, I'm, I'm a little sad, but you know, that sometimes change is good. And Raquel, I, I can support, as long as she takes that title to, to New Heights. But I'm pumped for you to join us next tomorrow night too, Charbel. We go to Speds Dinkle. Who says, a perfect show for me. Like the pacing, I think they hit the sweet spot with the length of the matches. EO versus Raquel, Walter Champa, and the tag were the ones that got me most excited for the whole week. So getting them in a row was a blast. Especially EO and Raquel. Now, I'm happy and sad at the same time because I have the feeling I've already seen the best. But normally, TakeOver surprises me, even with the matches I'm not in. So tomorrow will be a lot of fun. It should be. Yeah. Yeah. And that's everything. Well, I see a strange okay. message. From I, about, I just didn't bother reading it. Yeah, Maddie B's Bumble profile pictures from Jordan Beatwell. I don't know what he's talking about, but okay. it sounds great. You should you if you have a Tinder or Bumble profile picture, you should absolutely have a photo of yourself wearing an Up Next hoodie that's available at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Up Next. I hear it Because it's pure fucking class. Hey, guys, that was a blast. Shout out everyone who joined us in the, oh, yeah. in the watch Thank along. You. The, the, the room's still going strong on Twitch right yeah, now. Yeah, it was you. it was bumping during the whole TakeOver show. And uh, if you listen to us, check us out for these watch alongs, especially this weekend, because uh, 
watch along for TakeOver Night 2, WrestleMania Night 1, WrestleMania Night 2. But before WrestleMania Night 1, if you are a patron, go sign up now because you get access to all the shows for only 5 bucks. But you are also invited to our birthday party. We'll talk about NXT. We'll talk about shows. We'll talk about... Forbidden Doors, we'll talk about everything. Join us on our birthday party for the tailgate for WrestleMania Night 1. All the info at Up Next Podcast, Twitter, Instagram. Go follow us, go support us. All the likes, all the RTs, everything. We appreciate it. Absolutely. There's a brand new shot in the dark already up on the feed. John Ceno running down everything from New Japan Strong to NXT UK. 15-minute show. It's available on this feed for you to listen to. As Braden said, subscribe to twitch.tv slash upnextpodcast. Subscribe to our Twitter and Instagram because we're going to be doing so much this weekend and we want you to be there for every second of it. Yeah, we have so many free things. Of course, the Twitch stuff is free. All the stuff we do on there, BD Elite talking about AEW. We'll talk about Mike Tyson and all that stuff as well. Uh, that's on the free feed as well. But again, if you want to support us, go to patreon.com slash upnext because uh, that's how uh, we're uh, hopefully going to use all that Patreon money to to buy our movers. Absolutely. For May 1st, baby. May 1st. And we hope to hear from you tomorrow. We will be taking calls for NXT TakeOver Night 2 Stand and Deliver. That They were the words. So uh, look at the Patreon. We'll be giving you all the links for Zoom tomorrow to join us for our post show. But I think it's time for us to rest, to watch some AEW, to get all prepped up for tomorrow night where we do this all over again. Yes, so let's go get medically cleared. Mm -hmm. Let's make like a tree and get out of here. I myself, Brayden Harrington. You can find me Twitter, Instagram. I'm at D, And I am at Davey Portman. And we will stand and deliver. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. Io Shirai, you may not be the champ, but you'll still get me high. Ahoy! Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy Five or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO.